You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the World Cup Minute. My name is Josh. I'm here with my old buddy, Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great. Uh, anybody watching on YouTube will say, uh, wow, this setup is kind of <laughs> crazy. Uh, and it's because it's a it's one of the biggest holidays in America today. It's Thanksgiving. Yep. I'm at Josh's house. Thank you for hosting me for Thanksgiving dinner, by yeah. the way. We We've 19 people here. It's been it's pretty chaotic right now. We just had a, a lovely dinner and we were saying before we started recording, what do we have to talk about in today's World Cup Minute? Well, we finished today, Thursday, November 24th, the first round of group matches, which means, a la Thanksgiving, the table is now set I, for the rest of the group stage. So I feel like uh, the first phase of group play is defined by what are we going to get from these teams? Right. What are their lineups going to look like? Who's in good form? Uh, who's out to lunch? Yep. And now going into the second phase... Uh, th there are actual stakes. Now we're, we're, we're trying to figure out who's ready to advance from the group. So yeah. um, what did we learn today? I mean, did you learn anything? Yeah. Well, I mean, why don't we just go through the uh, the matches yeah, and, and talk about what we learned th you know, from each of them. I think um, Switzerland and Cameroon played out, I'd say, roughly as I expected. I, you got the rare uh, non-celebration goal from an international team player. I feel yeah. like that's not so common. Often you get that, you know, player... I don't know. He's on loan in another club, and he scores in that club, and he doesn't, sure. you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. I went some, through the Aston yeah. Villa Academy, but now I play at Arsenal, so I never celebrate a goal against yeah. Aston Villa out of respect. But yeah. when you get to the international stage, for a large part, uh, you know, your nationality is your nationality. You're not right. unless you're Declan Rice or Jack Grealish. Yep. You're not playing for multiple nations, but. Yeah. So uh, what happened in the Switzerland? Yeah, well, Mbolo scores. Or so Cameroon, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, so Cameroon was was really on top in the first half of that match. Uh, wasn't able. To, it's very similar to the Canada game, actually. Honestly, it was uh, you know where Canada was really on top uh, versus Belgium, and then and then ultimately lost one nil. And that's exactly what we saw today. Switzerland, um, just that little. You know that that I'm gonna call the the whole team. I'm gonna call the power cube, Brandon. You know that <laughs> Switzerland is a little power cube, yeah. and uh, they you know Mbolo scores in the 48th minute, doesn't celebrate because uh, he was born in Cameroon. Um, so just sort of an interesting. Um, he know, moved like to Switzerland when he was five years old, and right. this is like not not to just like uh, harp on this too much or not harp, but just talk about it for for too long. International football is really interesting in a globalized world yeah. where people don't just aren't just born in one country and then live there and yeah. have an allegiance people are born places and then can move there and feel like they can be is that true be, 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's true. You're allowed to leave America if it's you wild. if you choose, yeah, Josh. But I I just find that idea very interesting and in some ways romantic about how you can, yeah. um, you know, you can be in one place and then find yourself in another and suddenly feel like you are that new yeah. place. And I think that's a cool thing to be celebrated. So Switzerland, uh, they, they this team just has second place in the group stage written all over them. Kind of almost didn't matter what group they were in; they were mm-hmm. like destined to get second place in the group stage. And I still think that's probably going to be the case of them. So they they play to a um, a one nil draw. Certainly look like they're they have a you know the advantage. And then we move on to Uruguay, South Korea, uh, which is the second match today. The match I was most personally excited about. I got up yeah. uh, eight a.m. U.S. time. I was really excited. I put it on. We we got family in town. And I was like, no. This is the game. You're going to love it. Darwin <laughs> Nunez, Luis Suarez, uh, Son. You know, Son's got the Batman mask on, yeah. you know, because of the eye injury. And, um, you know, I, I was just super excited about it. And then we ultimately get uh, Neil Nil Draw. Really not very entertaining. I'd say it's honestly one of the least entertaining matches of the World Cup so far. Uh, yeah. Quite quite surprisingly. And, well, surprise um, pop-in guest. A surprise pop-in guest. And uh, right at the end of that match, you had uh, big scoring chances for both yeah. for both sides. Uh, I can't remember who it was for Uruguay now. I know this is a bad podcast. It was, it was the Real Madrid player uh, whose name escapes me, but he is... Uh, um, he is like the Ruben Neves of okay. La Liga. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, roofs, roofs shots from 25 yards out <laughs> yeah. on the regular. It's yeah. true. And I yeah, I thought that was a, you could tell, I mean, obviously, it's not like you could tell. You knew there were players of really high quality yep. on both Uruguay and South Korea. But ultimately, every ball was a little too long. Every touch was a little too poor, which ultimately led the match to feel uh Blah. It yeah. was not a great match. But I think my overriding feeling coming out of it was, okay, both of these teams, frankly, have a lot to offer. And if they take that performance today, each of them, and tighten it up a little bit, both Uruguay and South Korea um, could definitely... Um, uh, so, I mean, Ga- so, Ghana in particular, yeah. which will take us to Ghana and Portugal, yeah. um, I think could be in trouble going against either of these teams. It's a really wide open group, yeah. right? Uh, you had uh, so yeah, so uh, Uruguay, South Korea share a group with Portugal and Ghana, which is the match it was on. It feels like that. This is how they've done. Mo- I don't know why it's been structured this way. It feels like you've often had the first two teams in the group play the first match and then the other yeah. two teams playing. I don't know if it's because like they're like the featured games that day or whatever, but uh, Portugal and Ghana uh, played with a three, two win. I actually missed the fifth, the the fifth goal in that game, uh, the uh, 89th minute goal from uh, Bakari. Yeah, I saw it and it was, um, yeah, I mean, it was a garbage time goal. Portugal totally switched off. And for anybody who watches the Premier League regularly, you'll be used to seeing Jao Cancelo, uh, switching off right around the 90th minute for uh, and because Josh and I and our, our our day podcast jobs when it's not World Cup is fantasy Premier League. Uh-huh. How many clean sheets with Manchester City have I lost because Joe Cancelo gets <laughs> roasted so, at some so point many. when the game is already won? <laughs> That's so. a it's a weird team. I mean, yeah. that, that that game was strange. You have uh, the the aging uh, superstars on both squads. I mean, I'll. I'll go ahead and call Andre Ayew a superstar for 
for for Ghana. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's, he's quite you know he's not at Asamoah levels, but uh, certainly he had he had some amazing moments. He was he was terrific you know for a while there for Swansea and some some other clubs. But anyway, you have um, you know Ronaldo uh, basically dive to win the pen, which is fine. Like people get so mad about diving to win a pen, but this is just. This is just how football is played. Like, it's just not anything to get, like, overly upset about. Don't know? hate the player, hate yeah, the game. I feel like way, I've, right? I've, yeah, I've moved past my frustration at dives for pens. This is what, I mean, this, you know, Bale did it. Uh, I, was it Messi that won the pen in that Argentina match? I can't remember. But, you know, it, this is just what veteran players and veteran teams do is they, they'll look for any opportunity to to sell a foul in the box. And so um, I think, you know, but really it was, I mean, Ronaldo was, um, that's all he can kind of do now. It feels like, you yeah. know, and uh, so I, ultimately it was, it was a win for Portugal. I didn't necessarily come away thinking, Oh yeah, this team's got, got what it takes, you know, to get farther than like the quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. And Ronaldo actually was clean through on goal right before he was subbed off and tried to chip the Ghanaian keeper and and failed, which is kind of what we're used to seeing from him in his new Manchester or now former second era of Manchester United. And then I I think I guess the one thing that I should have noted with Ghana's second goal, which was ultimately meaningless, was the guy who scored it then did the Ronaldo Sue celebration. (laughs) And uh, you're kind of like, well, sure, you've got... Oh, ultimately, you look kind of like a, a jerk doing that, and 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 even though you're you know a, a goal yeah. that doesn't bring a result to Ghana, but anytime you get a chance to put your finger in the eye of a global superstar, why not I guess take so. it? It's just like wasting valuable time. You know, <laughs> you score in the end of the minute. You got to you got to grab that grab ball, ball yeah. run it to the center <laughs> circle. That's what yeah. that's what you're supposed to do there. So, uh, so you know, but ultimately, it's a little bit like um, like the Belgium match yesterday, where even if they looked a little scrappy and maybe uh, we don't know what to think. They they got the three points. So yeah. Portugal uh, should be saved. That team is absolutely loaded with with Premier League talent. I'm not saying the Premier League is the yeah. only league that that well, talent yeah, matters, uh, but there's just a lot of players that we we can sort of personally, you know, the player <laughs> like that, the, the player know. that yeah. probably emerged uh, the most from Portugal though was a was a La Liga player in Jao Felix. Sure, sure. And so I think he is the one to yeah. watch. And kind of continuing this youth movement, right? Mm-hmm. Like with with Spain, we talked about yeah. yesterday, and. Uh, uh, some young players in Germany as well, and so I I love it. Like it's every time someone like Jao Felix scores a goal, it's just it's it's just it's I don't know. It's just like this is what I want to be seen in this World Cup. Like World Cup is where the the World Cup is where stars are made. Yeah. Right, not to sound like a like a Nike ad, but like this is yeah. where this is where we find the next generation of of stars. I mean, you know, James Rodriguez uh, never quite got there, but man. That World Cup made him a star, right? Sure. Eight years later, he's still like a household name yeah. for even casual football fans because yep. of what he did in that 2014 World Cup. So let's see if one of these guys can. The, the, a lot of these young players have kind of set the table, right, for like a superstar sure. performance. Yeah, they have knocked in that early goal or had well, a performance. And- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And this is a segue into the final match of today, which was Brazil-Serbia with Richarlison. Richarlison (laughs) Brace. Having broken into the starting eleven, which I, you know, I think it was that was for yeah. me a question mark, and he took it. He, you know, the first goal was fortunate. The ball rebounded from yep. the keeper to him, and he he did take that chance. And the second goal will be in every highlights package from the Qatar World Cup. It was absolutely stunning. It was it was somewhere between a scissor and a bicycle kick. So Josh, every day you creep closer and closer mm-hmm. to we'll your your dream your dream yeah. goal. We'll get there, pop, as Michael Corleone <laughs> says at the end of Godfather. I this this was a heartbreaker for me because I'm not much of a sports gambler, but I was feeling festive because of the holiday today and as my wife and I were walking to your house, I it was like 10 minutes before the kickoff of Brazil, Serbia. And I threw 25 bucks down on Mitrovic, anytime goal (laughs) scorer. And yeah, see, you'll learn, mm. you'll learn to these losses that when you're feeling festive, you throw like $10 on, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, 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 Serbia struggled here. They did. And I guess, you know, they're going up against the tournament favorites. I just feel like even though Brazil are tournament favorites, looking at that lineup, looking at, how creaky and aged some of their defenders are, particularly the central defense, this Brazil team could get got at. And even though Serbia didn't land a glove on them, I, I, I'm still waiting. I, I feel like the, yeah. the, the match will come where Brazil is really challenged in this group. Well, I'm, you know, I, I think it's, but with that said, right, another, you know, a strong win for them. It feels like one game in, we kind of have seen a few contenders really, emerge right uh france uh england brazil maybe those three uh yeah. most of all so you know that that leads us right into well first of all any kits that shown for you today any, any, any really stand out to you yeah we were we were a little downbeat on the uruguay south korea performance but the kits stood out and i think good kit battle it is it, it is a uh it's it's a uh an exhibit a of just go simple. And Uruguay, no, they've got this iconic powder blue, cornflower blue, whatever you want to, uh, there's probably a special name for the Uruguayan blue. Yep. They don't fuss it up too much. The collar on the kit was good. It looked beautiful. And then going up against South Korea's away kit, which is like what, what we like about um, what you were saying about Morocco yesterday or the Dutch when they wear their all orange. Something to be said about wearing a uniform color from shirt to shorts to socks. And South Korea pulled that off. I thought their like bright, um, yeah. like traffic cone orange was working pretty well for yeah, them. Strong, strong. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get into tomorrow's matches then. Uh, we've got uh, the, these are the second games for for both groups A and B. Um, we have, of course, uh, England United States at two. Uh, but let's let's make our well. Actually, no. Let's kick things off. I mean, that's what people are. I feel like many people listening to this podcast will be most interested in. My feeling about England, United States is basically if this were England, like Cameroon or something, you know, like uh-huh. I, like I feel like are we better than like a Cameroon level squad? Really? I don't really know. I don't I mean, know. I, you know, I want to it's not that I'm being pessimistic here. I just want to be um, realistic. I, I, yeah, I guess I always want to be realistic. It's like, yeah, realistic without being pessimistic. You know, yeah. I want to go into it thinking, yeah. We don't, we shouldn't win this game, but maybe we could, you know? And yeah. so let's say that 
you know, and I, I'm going right into the we here, Brandon, but let's say that we um, found a way to win. Let's say we're recording this tomorrow evening. Uh, the match is over. We have won, you know. <laughs> what went right? What went right for... It's in, it's easy to, to map out what went right for England. Better defense, better uh-huh. forwards, better midfields, better coaching, right? Yep. I yeah. think I think that what the answer you're searching for there is the midfield. This yeah. game is probably going to be won or lost for the United States in the midfield. I believe uh, our wide players with Destin Robinson... They're fast enough and athletic enough to, you know, on their day compete. But if Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, if Musa starts again, they're going to have their work cut out for them. And if they can, at the end of the day, spend more time controlling the football than chasing England's midfield around, then that is what we'll probably be celebrating yeah. uh, if, if the U.S. win. Now, you know, that that will be the hardest thing to do. The second hardest thing for the U.S. to do will be to finish any opportunity we have because we, you know, we don't have, like, the purest finishers yeah. in our attack. I hope Reina gets in tomorrow. I agree. And yeah. it, was, it was said that uh, I think Reina came out and said, I could have played. Okay. Uh, in in the match against Wales, um, but but he they did all, not. They all say that. And though, and, right? and yeah. maybe yeah. it was maybe yeah. Bur, you know we're constantly uh, giving Burhalter the short shrift. Maybe he knew we've got to eke by this Wales match and then go just full on against yeah. England and bring out some surprises. And that could be Rania. Yeah. And I'd love to see that. Well, it's the last match of the day, so. Um, you know, sorry to give England short shrift here, but it's it's kind of easy to see where England could win if they if they do. Uh, but we'll kind of know really what the stakes are after um, at, you know by by the time the, the first match of the day is concluded because Wales and Iran play, yeah. and if Wales you know dominates Iran the way England did, then the U.S. really has to try to at the very least not lose by too much in in, yeah. in tomorrow's match. If Iran can, can if they if it draws. Or if Iran is able to pull out a win, which I don't think is impossible, given what we've seen from some of the um, uh, Middle Eastern countries in yep. this World Cup so far, yep. um, even given all the situation, like all the, the situation in Iran right now, yeah. um, I think that, uh, and, ju- and just how that may be affecting the players, uh, I do think that um, like a Wales two-one win would be would actually give me some hope as a U.S. fan, right? Because I would think, okay, two-one, mm-hmm. sure that's a win, but we could we could outdo that number when we play them, you know. And yeah. so I think that's mm-hmm. um, so we'll really know the stakes in that match. And as far as the Wales Rams goes, I mean, I it kind of just kind of depends on what Wales we see. If, if it's first half Wales, <laughs> then they're in trouble. If it's second half Wales, then they yeah. should win two nil or something like that. Possibly, yeah. You have to be really worried as a, if you're a Welsh supporter uh, how they played in that in that first half, as you say, against the U.S. So you could just, uh, you know, we've only seen one match from all of these teams now in the World Cup. Yeah. So it seems harsh to then say, well, this team just didn't show up. Yep. But based on the evidence that we have, you could put Wales in this camp of they weren't ready. They didn't show up. And uh, yeah. and Iran has every every chance of, of getting a result here. But um, yeah. So then, then we've got Qatar hosting Senegal. That's at uh, 8 a.m. Uh, Eastern time tomorrow. Uh, we'll see if we see a stronger version of Qatar than we saw on Sunday. I'm not betting on it. Yeah. As, as suggested, I'm not the skilled sports better, but, um, I will definitely not be placing a bet yeah. on Qatar and, you know, Qatar is ranking pretty high in my schadenfreude, 
uh, uh, matrix right now. I know, now. I feel bad. It's, you know, it's, I feel bad for the, well, I mean, even the players are mostly not from, you know, so, I, and often I feel like, you know, it's like with, with the, um, with Saudi Arabia, it was mm-hmm. like, sort of made the argument that like, listen, those fans and those players are all, you know, diehards. And so I don't want to, I don't want whatever's happening at the top of the kind of political chain to, to influence how I sure. feel about, you know, them, but collateral damage yeah. in a way. Yeah. But with Qatar, they are just messing things up too much. This, <laughs> yeah. this it's uh, the anti sports watching campaign. Is, <laughs> I've come, I'm kind of come out of this with the worst opinion of sure. Qatar that I had yep. going in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anyway, so they're, they're hosting Senegal, Senegal. I mean, the, the question for them is just, can they, can they score? Right. And can they, um, you know, without, without Mane. And I, I think, I think Senegal probably do win this match. I don't yeah. know how much they win it by. And it's actually probably pretty important because, um, if that's a draw or if Qatar wins, then Netherlands and Ecuador are probably straight through to, yeah. the, to the next round. And so that's the final game on, uh, on Friday. That's actually a pretty fun match. I think Netherlands host Ecuador. There is a little bit of concern about Valencia, uh, that mm-hmm. this this injury that he was on the ground they, honestly they should take him off at halftime right he was on the ground like the same knee injury like four times yeah. in, the, in, the, in that match on on Sunday um, so if Valencia doesn't play I think they're they're really in trouble especially if Memphis Depay is finally able to play yeah. a full sixty minutes I mean, we'll see I mean the, the first match was just five days ago so yeah um, it's hard to say whether it's um, enough time for him to recover I think it's a tasty matchup though because Netherlands we did not see the best of them in in their first match, even though they came out with what what looks like on paper a resounding 2-0 win. I think they will be motivated, as you say, Depay coming back, to come out and show what their real intentions are for the World Cup. And then Ecuador, I don't know, it depends... One side of the Ecuadorian coin is if that can if 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 there are Ecuadorian coins, I'm sure they have fiat in Ecuador. I'm sure they have uh, yeah, phys, phys, yeah. physical coins. Yeah, would be uh, hey, we had our moment in the spotlight and the the tournament opener. We played well. People always remember that. Uh, let's kind of just like bask in the in the sunlight. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why. To no, me, no team would ever do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not, exactly. I'm not, I mean, uh, <laughs> but I mean, there. I guess you could find yourself as the Ecuadorian team in that situation where, like, say the Netherlands gets an early goal, and right. you're just kind of like put on your back foot, and, and you're like, let's just get out of this with a one nil well, loss, right? Yeah, they'll yeah. go into reverie it's to go mode. Through. Yeah, yeah. Well, or or yeah. Ecuador knows. That people uh, don't aren't taking that performance against Qatar in the opener very seriously yeah. because Qatar was so poor, relatively yeah. speaking, and they will want to come out and uh, yeah. and and make a bigger statement. And I hope that Valencia is healthy because yeah. I think if he is, then this becomes a, I think a better narrative yeah. and will probably be a better well, match. It's a little bit like the U.S. match uh, where Ecuador will kind of know what they need to do. Because that Qatar Senegal matches first, right? And if, if, that, if that's a draw, then Ecuador is looking extremely good uh, heading right. into uh, um, their final match. So that's that's Friday's matches. Obviously, really excited about the U.S. match. That's the final game of the day, um, and I, you know, I mean, it's the World Cup. They're all they're all kind of exciting. It's it's funny. I mean, there's just not a single one that I don't have some kind of yeah. interest in, in in you know tracking or paying attention to. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we've seen everybody play once. Let's see what happens. If everybody plays twice. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. And if you're American, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.